Welcome everybody to the Campfire Passport podcast. Uh, today, we're going to do an intro about our podcast that, uh, again, it's a big shout out to Morgan. It's his favorite part of the show. I just got to dedicate these to him. It's always going out to Morgan. Um, today, we're going to do the origin story for Steve and Tyson. Um, both are regular podcast people for us now, so everybody should know them. They're a big part of our group big part of what we do here um, and it's really fun to sit down and listen to them go through some things there's a couple of surprise things there's a couple real big tangents which is pretty typical for us these days um, yeah. and we wrap it up with some uh, with some future talks which are which are nice too so it turned out to be a really nice episode I think um, beyond that I don't think there's any like weird clerical stuff to go over. As always, I will kick it over to Colin, though, just in case. Oh, before I do, though, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, I like to steal that from Colin. Back to you, <laughs> yeah, Colin. So, thanks. Yeah, now that way I have you know nothing to add. You know, <laughs> so we can just uh, we can just do a uh, let's get into it. Why do you have why do you have an error? I don't know. Now I think it's good except for okay, here we go. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> I had zero percent uploading for quite a while. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to well, the there club. Wasn't, there I wasn't anything to upload so. every time I do this. <laughs> Weird. Why is it <laughs> acting like that? Huh. Okay, well, you know, here we are. How are you guys doing? <laughs> so good so good that's that's great so good um so colin and i had an adventure today that was kind of fun we decided to go film a what do you want to call that colin oh the in the shop i had to ask colin yeah it was, it was for in the shop i had to ask colin if somebody hadn't been watching in the shop and had to have it explained to them, you know, a stranger, not one of us, like, what would that, what would that be? How would someone film an in the shop? And so, you know, he told me, and I, I think it was right. I think he mostly had the concept down, um, pretty tight, but then, um, we didn't have a microphone that was working. So that was the first problem. We didn't find out till later. The second problem that we found out while we were there is that um, I got stuck real bad. Just very bad. <laughs> yeah. And how did that occur? Well, I drove over a rock and it got stuck under me. And then I couldn't get off of the rock. It's that rock that I got stuck went between my radius arm and my driveline and just hung out there it wanted to stay there for a while um so it was good so i could not really turn not really go forward not really go backward just stayed in one spot until colin rescued me this <laughs> was really nice it was a great way to spend your lunch my this will only take 45 minutes to an hour turned into two hours real quick yeah <laughs> real quick hey you, yeah. that's where you wanted to go so all right 
oh, it was my fault 100%. I was Uh like, oh, we'll just go up this little thing that I've gone up a hundred times. It'll be fine. And I drove up to it and I thought, huh, this looks a little different. Oh, it's no big deal. I just watched somebody go over it on Instagram like two weeks ago. I saw his (laughs) tire tracks. So I was like, I can go there. It's another Land Cruiser. Of course. And uh, did they have an LS? No, no, but they they made it. That's where you. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I had t- too much power that I couldn't use. <laughs> once my once two wheels are off the ground, the power doesn't really matter anymore. It turns out. <laughs> I didn't understand that when I did the swap. That wasn't part of my plan at all. <laughs> I had always thought that they would stay on the ground. Maybe it's because it's lighter. Yeah, they didn't That's tell the you that at now swap schools. Mm, there you go. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, it was it was dumb. <laughs> Skip that was that day. That was a stupid move, and it, it would just so happen to be podcast day. If it was like you know a week ago, I probably wouldn't think about it. But like, all I can think about today is that I just we're Colin and I were talking about it before you guys got here. Like, I don't remember the last time that someone pulled me off of rocks and we had to winch me backwards. There was no <laughs> recovery happening other than that. Yeah. Winch backwards so, downhill. I think I could have gone forward probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like a smooth backwards downhill. Like it pulled <laughs> the wagoneer a little bit too. Yeah. It was, it was planted. Yeah. I don't know if you could have gone yeah. forward. Well, if you're going to do something, do it well. Cause the way, I'm gonna say I could have. I'll have to. I'll have to show you the uh, the video of it because you're one. That front tire, the front driver tire, was off the ground entirely, and the how it was positioned in the rock. The rock had like this perfect little cup, <laughs> and so your <laughs> your radius arm was Love in those. this cup. Love those and like up against it, like the axle and radius arm up against it. So you so you were pushing even if you could go forward, it was gonna push up against the next step that you weren't gonna be able to get over because you had no tire to lift the rest of the axle yeah. over it. It was just totally beached the axle. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> well done. It was it was great. Yeah. Not my finest moment, but whatever. <laughs> such is such is life. <laughs> So, with that being said, uh, today we're not going to talk about that because that's not that fun. Um, we can't we can't uh, talk about the fact that I got stuck for an hour. I mean, we could, but it would get old pretty quick. Be, be a little dry. Uh, we're gonna those downloads. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go back to our origin stories, which we've done uh, with most everybody else, right, Colin? Is it everybody else done? Yep. Yeah, these are okay. the last two of the main group, man. Okay, so we got our, our last two. Um, and what's going to happen here, because I know you guys are you know avid listeners of the podcast, Tyson and Steve, but if you're not and you had to explain this to someone else, like you know someone would have to explain in the shop, it's we want to hear your, your whole story. How did you get into off-roading? How did you get to where you're at? What are the trials and tribulations along the way? How did you start camping with us? That kind of stuff. So, um, Steve, I'm going to have you go first. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, my, my. Oh, wait, maybe Tyson. <laughs> oh, damn it. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no Steve. I didn't study. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I guess my whole thing started off uh, on the water, actually, which is weird, because uh, I grew up uh, sailboating. We didn't really do much off-roading growing up, uh, and a lot of the camping that we did was on the sailboat, where we'd be in the San Juans for like two weeks at a time. So uh, it feels like that's the same elements as far as, you know, making it work. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever you can to stretch ice or let alone not even have to use ice We're going from port to port or harbor to harbor or whatever it may be. Uh, very limited resources or sometimes stuck, uh, not stuck, but navigating between an island uh, over the course of a, an entire day. Uh, and me trusting my parents being completely lost and my dad going yeah at times we had no fucking <laughs> oh man <laughs> you know it's funny but it's it's that same time where we've kind of been in those same situations like well we're you know we're at seven thousand feet on this pass that we're not able to get over now and now we have to turn around and even turning around is now a problem yeah, yeah definitely yeah i mean uh, it's a but, good parallel I think that works. Like it's really close. I uh, real quick before we move on because I I gotta get this thought out of there otherwise I'll forget. My I think my like retirement dream is not maybe sailboating, but I think it'd be cool to do more of a motorboating like, guy. A a motorboat kind of trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's seems why we fun. get along. Yeah. We did we we did a couple of those up in the San Juans. My uh, uncle who we always uh, did. Uh, like tubing and um in the winter time we do uh he had a, a big suburban so he'd tow us around on uh inner tubes behind his truck uh but uh he took a, a kind of a a small yacht i would say not really yacht it's a bigger than normal boat one that you would not ever be able to trailer um and he followed us around or we followed him around really um on the sailboat and that was a really fun year because we were able to kind of cover way more ground uh, by just being able to kind of put the kids on the big boat and go from port to port and have the, you know, my dad be able to sail much faster without having to manage two children. Yeah. Uh, but really, it kind of lagged from there. We just did a lot of RV camping and such. My parents always had uh, a trailer. Uh, RV style uh, a mic setup basically <laughs> where we're at KOA campgrounds and such. So we're still covering, you know, lots of road tripping. Uh, but uh, started off off roading. Probably the first vehicle that I purchased was uh, a 91 second gen or second gen, first gen Tacoma, <laughs> but second gen Toyota pickup. Not a Hilux, uh, right? Yeah. So, uh, so would that really be a third it. gen Hilux? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the, I'm not even going to go down that road. Okay. 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 Uh, I thought Jesse, I might be able to Jesse, bait you. Can you look that, that up for us? <laughs> yeah, where's I Jesse? Mean, I, I would just call it. It's the Gen One Tacoma. Yes. Okay. Uh, but um, bought that and had the plans of kind of turning that into an off-roader because Jesse at the time was doing his uh, 85 build and was pulling off his uh, high-pinion uh, solid axle off his 85. So I, at the time, had purchased uh, a salt SAS kit from Graham uh, through Trail Gear, uh, sliders through Trail Gear, and 
had it all at uh, Casey Burgum's house ready to go. Um, and then at that time was when I moved to the Valley. Mm-hmm. So I left uh, my truck <laughs> basically in the Valley with Casey. Uh, Cause at the time when I had left, it needed a head gasket. Mm-hmm. And he said that he'd gladly do it for me. So he threw it in and he also did long to, or uh, yeah, uh, long tube down headers on those and um was that truck a v6 no no thank god yeah yeah <laughs> it was the it was a it was a 22 re okay yeah that's uh, why casey but, was so eager to take it on <laughs> not as yeah. big of a deal well, casey also had you a, don't a, do a head gaskets setup. on a three liter man <laughs> yeah you put a 3.4 in a turbo setup that he was gonna, yeah. gonna put on it cool we were gonna kind of do a slightly ret setup on it but I ended up selling that and then uh that was when uh i bought a wrx like a and then did the <laughs> classic wrx move where i sold my wrx for a tacoma mm. Damn, but did it have blown head gaskets when uh, you sold and it? that was when i started <laughs> from subaru that. to tall subaru <laughs> yeah so I, I i bought my third gen uh uh straight off the lot uh trading in my wrx for it and uh and then uh four months later went on jesse's uh uh bachelor trip with you guys huh that's crazy all right yeah i didn't realize that that time frame was so short between those two things yeah that's i guess wild. i guess i didn't realize that either because i mean that would have been i mean that was the first time you know the bulk of us in central Oregon met you and I had just assumed that you were like part of that group of, you know, people that were doing that with Jesse that, but you lived in the Valley. Like I just, <laughs> I I had no clue that that was like a uh, first time over yeah. here <laughs> type situation. So. Interesting. Well, we had met a couple mm-hmm. times through the Ben Dove stuff. Yeah. Through a couple of the poker runs, and uh, I think one of the car meets at the like the storage unit where the Fit Garage was and Graham Shop was. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, I didn't. You know, I was. I just had my my uh, Subaru wagon and uh, uh, motorcycle at the time. Hmm. Damn, you almost had a really cool Toyota before you had a really cool Toyota. That's kind of I know. I really like it. Honestly, if I could go back in time, I would have just kept it and done exactly what I wanted to do with it, you know? Yeah. And eventually it would have just been either buy a a, a crated motor to put in it or like I think Casey and I had debated like I think it was like I could be wrong on the on the motor. But it was out of a Lexus. It's like a one UZ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the V8. Yeah, yeah the V8. Yeah, it, out it's of a one that LS you could actually fit in that bag. Yeah. yeah. So that was mm-hmm. one that we were looking at trying to to do that with it. You know, as a a big long shot. Yeah. I also think there's an interesting yeah. uh, storyline here where uh, you have parts sitting at Casey's house waiting for you all the time. <laughs> I still do. I, I know. Do. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's still going on. Yeah. Maybe he still has the truck, and you just you're not you didn't know. 
well, what it does is it also forces me to have to see people that I need mm, to see. Yeah. You know? That's that's helpful. I hide stuff in the garage <laughs> and then it doesn't help me see anybody. Mm. Yeah. Well, at the time <laughs> it was it was all because he was going to do a bumper for me and then he got a job with Thurin. So, he went from uh kind of needing some some work to to having more work than he needed. So, much. it was kind of like a Yeah. Yeah. Which, whatever, I just have a, a winch ready when the time comes. <laughs> well, if there's one thing about a winch, it's that, you know, when you need it, you're not going to have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 good. it's better off just on the shelf anyway. Yeah, they do a lot better there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying, so what was the first camp trip that you went on? Is it, what do you think? Jesse's, Jesse's bachelor party with you guys. Jesse's bachelor party, yeah. Okay, that yeah, was I literally awesome too. Bought my truck, threw sliders on it, and uh, I think I found Craigslist uh, tires and traded him. Uh, ooh, yeah, uh, traded uh, my stock tires for some uh, same size, and threw on sliders, and that was it. Went on that trip. Nice. Used tent and bars. Yeah, that was fun. That was a that was a really fun. Little trip. Yeah, that started it all. That made me go that this is this is it. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting yeah, that's a that's a good break in road to go down yeah. Barlow Road as your as your kind of first introduction to that type of, you know, travel and, and camping and stuff. That's that's cool. I could I could definitely see that as yeah, being one of the that was a lot like, of fun doing that as your first road and being like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in doing more of this now. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cool cool spot. Um, hmm, that's awesome. Well, and then you've been a, a fixture ever since. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean that trip instantly also made it like so. Any other trip after that, like uh, there was there's no need to worry about pinstriping or you know zebra stripes or any kind of. You know, it, it you know, nice and broken <laughs> in the first night when we went down that yeah, uh, pretty dense Manzanita trail. Mm-hmm. Oh God! All I can remember is Doc just uh, get it out jumping of the out at all the all the bushes, <laughs> trying to bite the trees yeah. and the yeah, you yeah, broke the screen out of Jesse's uh, <laughs> canopy window like uh, <laughs> just a second we yeah. hit the dirt. <laughs> That was good. Huh. And one yeah, less cool. Subaru in the crew. And one less Subaru. Awesome. One less Subaru. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have already talked about this, but side Subaru story, when we went to the yeah. Barlow Road uh, camp spot a few weeks ago, I drove the Subaru, and it was way better than expected. <laughs> I had to take the hard lines to make it harder. It was awesome. <laughs> then it might it might have gotten I mean, a little warm on the way back, but, I, you know. <laughs> I hated... I, I I disliked my WRX, but I still do really like my old 2.5 GT wagon, my 98 wagon. I think the those are cool. The GC8 body style was a, was a cool so wagon for, our, for what it was. For our listeners. Not that it was anything neat, but it was just. Yeah, they're awesome. For our listeners, uh, Colin and Tyson <laughs> are possibly the biggest Subaru haters at least on the West Coast. I mean, it's horrendous. I mean, how emotionally, much they hate not physically. We're we're not big people, 
<laughs> but um, no, yeah, no, no, neither one of you. Small, exquisite bulk, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> metaphorically, no, not, not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, they don't like them. They don't like them at all. And I, I'm not Steve, right? Like I don't. I didn't own a WRX wagon <laughs> by any means, but I kind of don't mind them most of the time. I sit in this weird gray area because, really, like if we get Mike on the podcast and talk about Subarus, oh he really likes them. He'll he'll say that he doesn't. Shout out to Mike here. No, but he does. Mike love loves them. everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because he loves her. Because he's a big loving person. <laughs> but he also really likes Subarus <laughs> because he thinks they're cool, and a lot of people think they're cool because you know they are cool to a lot of people. But man, Colin and Tyson will not stand mm. for it. Did you? Did no, just, just another no. side Subaru story. I don't know why we're uh, gonna just go off on Subarus forever now, but <laughs> we hate them so much. <laughs> let's spend forever talking about them. Did yeah? Did, did anyone see the reveal deal? Like the reveal oh, yeah. event? The people that booed. Yeah, and Pastrana's like out. Or no, was it? Was it? Yeah, it was Pastrana, right? He's out there and he just like uh, he pulls the sheet off of it and like he's like trying to hype the crowd about it and everyone's like, "This is this is dumb." Like you just hear this like murmur in the background, like a, "Huh, that sucks." <laughs> just the, so the massive the whole premise of this. Yeah, the premise of this for anybody that uh, hasn't seen it, or if you guys hadn't seen it, Tyson and Steve, Subaru released a new version of the 24 WRX, the WRX TR, and TR is supposed to stand for Tuner Ready. So everybody kind of thought, hey, this is going to be like an Evo RS scenario, maybe like it's going to be stripped down, it's going to have whatever, like something cool. It, I don't even know what it has. I think it's basically just a WRX with a different color or something. In fact, I'm going to, you guys keep talking. I'm going to try to figure out what that actually is because now I'm really curious. Oh, it was, I just, I just laughed extremely hard when he pulled the sheet off. And like I said, you just, maybe I should, maybe I should cut that in to the podcast here because it was so sad. Just everyone's just, it it sounds like it's just got to record. (laughs) I can't. Yeah, so it's it's the like highest trim level is what they've decided. Instead of tuner ready being like you should be able to tune it, they made it the most like the highest trim level because originally, I guess in 06, they did have a TR model and it was the stripped down model like a an RS. Um but basically they just did like Recaro seats, Brembo's, stiffer suspension, blah, 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 blah. And they like just top trim leveled it instead of making it the thing that probably everybody wants. And the reason that like the BRZ and the um, F or the GT86 sell well is because they're like the stripped down ones. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, they sell a cheap one. That's why people want it. It's not because it's the one that has leather and all the stuff. Like those sell and that's got its own place, but you can't call it the tuner ready model and then do that. It makes There's no the sense. There's a reason why I, I kind of walked I didn't away read from, right there, but it's Subaru probably 50 grand. I would bet, or 45 it's, it's at least. I don't think it says. 48. 48, yeah. So there you go, $48,000. <laughs> right that seems so that's, ridiculous. I know they're not the same, but that's $14,000 more than a GT86. So... I think I, I, I honestly think I, I paid don't get twenty one like, for my base base model WRX like 
absolutely base model, no sunroof, nothing. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. Was like, well, we can, we can <laughs> move on. Dyson's face. He's just. <laughs> I don't want to talk about got, this. This is the stupidest conversation yeah, we've got, ever had. Can we talk about poop yeah. already? <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet, so thank you, Sean. <laughs> well, we have been talking about. Well, that's a perfect transition. Hey, Tyson. With Subarus. There you go, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have been talking about poop, Sean, the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One man's Subaru is another man's poop. I think is the old adage. There you go. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, man, you ruined my trend. I was so ready to get off of this too. <laughs> All right, smooth transition. Okay. Well, um, so Tyson, I I didn't do this for Steve. I should have given some context uh, into uh, how I know uh, Steve, um, but Steve filled in the blanks there, so it's fine. Uh, Tyson. I always tell people is my car friend that I call if I have a question. <laughs> so everybody else, we have an amazing group of friends and they, they're all very savvy and everybody's got their own thing. They're good at for the most part, but Tyson is great at everything car related. He's like the next level uh, most of the time. So I always kind of tell everybody it, if I have to give any sort of recommendation to Tyson. It's usually, this is the guy that I call when I need help <laughs> because I'm usually that person for a lot of other people. So it's like, that's he's the supervisor at the uh, Sean's hotline of car care things um, and just an all-around car person, which is... Uh, Except Subarus. Which is fun. I, I'm curious to hear, in Tyson's words, his transition to uh, every car but Subaru... <laughs> into jeeps i do want to say i mean come on are they that much different than subarus as a disclaimer i well, did is an own XJ. a subaru yeah. um i owned a 1980 subaru dl i don't know whatever the the it's wagons were but it was just a single range four-wheel drive and i took some chevy six lug wheels and uh on a drill press oh, with yeah. no accurate measuring at all drilled two extra holes in it so that they would fit on the Subaru and somehow it worked. Um, I, it spun out into a ditch and somehow I didn't die. Um, so yeah, that's my experience driving Subarus. But other than that, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that that up too. Yeah. So they all suck. Um, no, it's just, it's nice though, because if you ever like run for office or something on a platform of, I hate Subaru, someone's going right. to dig that up. So it's I nice just want to get, get it, it out. out. I want you to get hear it from it, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I regret nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't regret that car. Um, I learned a lot from that. Uh, that you should, if you're going to redrill new holes and wheels for the lug nuts, you should probably be as precise as possible rather than willy-nilly with some <laughs> chunks of 4x4 four four and a drill press that who knows when it was made. Seems to have worked out. I'm still here. I don't know if the car is, but yeah, we're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Unlikely. It's probably in the same place as your Scirocco. Oh, man. 
that poor Shirako. <laughs> so I, yeah, like like Sean said, been into cars for a long time. Um, should I just start from square one with the whole origin of camping? Yeah, start or... at age two. So there we were. It was a beautiful whatever, whatever day. you want, man. Um, no, I I'll kind of summarize the the first part uh, of growing up in Hawaii, which makes camping pretty easy to access. Uh, I lived on the Big Island, which is um, where we lived was more central, so it wasn't like on the beach, but an hour drive and you're on the beach. I was in Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, so camping and that kind of stuff was a big part of growing up. My dad was a handyman for local cattle ranch, so lots of projects, lots of little adventures I'd tag along with. Uh, and then he got more into uh, woodworking, carpentry, building houses, and that translated into he would start building certain things into campers. So when we moved to the mainland, moved to Oregon, he would buy some, like, maybe a rundown camp trailer and fix it up. So I started to learn that there's value in these things that maybe, you know, they're not these brand new, uh, like, Airstreams or, or something like that, but finding that cheap deal and fixing it up. So that's been a big part of how I approach the the whole car thing and uh, finding stuff that needed a little bit of love to make it into something cool has always been my thing. So finding a Scirocco, a 78 Volkswagen Scirocco for 200 bucks, spray painting the wheels red and... <laughs> spray painting the rest of the car flat black that turned into actually cutting springs, lowering cars. And then I found out it's really fun to drive them fast. So I drive them fast, wreck them, figure out how to fix what I broke. <laughs> Get in a little trouble. <laughs> uh, little is an understatement. Uh, yeah, the reasons I'm never running for office is because of all of those things I did behind the steering wheel. So all of these hood rat cars turned into gaining experience, knowledge, working on stuff more and more, because if I didn't fix it, it wasn't going to get fixed. I, I screwed these cars up. There's no way I was paying a shop to fix anything. There's no way I was going to show my face in a shop to explain what happened to have it fixed. So uh, <laughs> it turned into drifting. Uh, really got into that from the, uh, the Japanese influence. Um, when 240 SXs were really popular, really common, uh, easy to acquire. Ended up getting a Miata that had a supercharger. <laughs> got into a lot of trouble with that and yeah continued the journey with the yeah. cars and then uh it was i had seen that my friends Colin 
Sean. Um, they've been getting into four by fours, and I didn't know squat about four by fours. I know that, like the Subaru, you pull a lever, all of a sudden, all four wheels are working. And so Colin ended up helping me find Share, the XJ I currently have, um, two door, five speed, kind of ticked all the do- uh, all the boxes for me, and I think it had maybe two hundred and twenty thousand miles on it or something when I when I got it for a thousand dollars. It had a baseball for a shift knob. Um, it was <laughs> not in terrible shape. But then the first outing, we did the Edison Trail, and I think 30 Uh, feet in. It was Klein. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Klein, because that's when I put the the legendary, Colin says, if you take this line, you need to be as (laughs) close to this tree as possible. So I hit the tree. Because that was as close as I thought I could be. That was as close as you there could you get. Go. You couldn't have gotten yeah. any closer. <laughs> so it blasted I, the door. I vividly remember that moment. <laughs> the door mirror goes flying off. And of course, in Tyson, just once he's on the tree, he just says, oh, well, and just keeps yeah. going. There was no reset, no stop. Yeah, kind of like Steve yeah, taking, just drag it the rest know, of the way. that. That pinstriping <laughs> off the, the manzanitas right away. I just yeah, put a huge dent mm-hmm. in the quarter panel <laughs> right away. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. That was totally bone stock. And after visiting Klein in recent years, I have no idea how that Jeep <laughs> made it down that trail. Because, <laughs> I mean... Now God, with thirty, I have many times thought about. I, it's still difficult. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I th- I feel like it'd be so fun to take, you know, a variety of stock rigs through mm-hmm. there. Like if you had some sort of budget to be able to do something like a stock Ranger, a stock Disco, a stock XJ. Like it'd be fun. Um, but God, it's so rough on him. Like that thing, <laughs> that it's not like the craziest trail we've talked about this, but it's just enough that it's just like hit after hit for a while. And it's a few miles long and it's just enough to be brutal on something on stock tires. Yeah. Yeah. So after, yeah, I'll, I don't I'll, remember I'll exactly add a which little trip it was. Side story. Yeah. <laughs> for Tyson's, uh, introduction into the four-wheel drive world that i i remember like very strongly was when like you said like sean and myself um and luke we had you know four by fours and we were starting to get more into like wanting to go out and use them and whatnot and i remember having a conversation with sean and sean saying we really need to get Tyson into this because I think that with his driving experience and his like his interest in being you know being a good driver and like practicing skills like that to get better at driving 
he would really like the the off-roading aspect of it because it's a challenge just like driving fast or drifting is a challenge it's just a different type of challenge and and that was like a we both mm-hmm. like fully agreed on on that concept and yeah and that's that's when i we finally pushed you far enough to to say okay i'll i'll look for something and then mm-hmm. you gave a budget and that's when i <laughs> that's when i came across the xj and yeah. sent, Colin <laughs> sent the is ad great. Over you, to you. <laughs> you give him the your uh parameters and he will scour the internet and come <laughs> up with something it it's pretty incredible uh, but yeah i continued to run share on in a stock configuration for a long time and i i feel like looking back on it i i was probably more of a nuisance because i got stuck on everything the the time i was going to bring up the uh first time i took it on edison and got stuck on a like a small downed tree like 30 feet in Mm. i mean immediately (laughs) i was very stuck and had to get winched off of it (laughs) so it's been it's been a fun yeah it's a learning experience i definitely am way out of my league when it comes to actually driving and knowing what to do in certain conditions. Um, as I mean, an, an example, I just broke both front and rear differentials on share, uh, <laughs> on our last outing. Cause I don't know when it starts bouncing, I just kept going and, um, yeah, the shock uh, on that on the drivetrain yeah. it it broke everything. Tyson, I, it, all I didn't of know us, this. all of yeah. us would have if we would have driven any of our vehicles the way you drove share on, <laughs> on that <laughs> on on that obstacle, we all would have had the same result because yeah, it was oh, a it lot was, of right foot and a lot of air catching. <laughs> it was yeah, it was significant. I remember feeling the entire it felt like the entire truck was maybe a foot in the air and (laughs) when it hit the ground uh, of course i heard the mechanical ping bang you know insert bad (laughs) sound here uh and then everyone who was nearby just went oh I had no idea you did that. You broke both the front and rear diff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, how, how did you get out? So, <laughs> did you just limp it through? Or? Uh, the rear was broken completely. Uh, oh, my God. I put it in two-wheel drive, uh, and it didn't move at all, so I put it back in four-wheel drive, and it would, like, I could tell each rotation, I could you'd hear the ping wherever it hit the whatever part of the ring gear was broken. And so I just (laughs) limped it down the easy part of the trail until it finally just quit. And then Jesse, it was at the, me out the play area, the like, not the main play area, but the play area that's midway on the trail. Right. And then there's like those, those little on the sand side road that you can take to get out 
So Tyson kind of yeah. like followed along <laughs> with us on there, and every once in a while, yeah, you just hear like a clunk, 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 ping, and then it would keep going, and then he <laughs> <laughs> and he made it all the way oh to the gravel God. pit. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you taken it apart yet? No, not yet. Uh, I'm gonna oh, order geez. parts, um, and I think at this point, I'm I'm just gonna pull both the axles off you gonna re-gear? just so i can take them to the shop and i don't have a dead vehicle that's just taking up space now's your chance leave the truck at home uh Again. boy yeah <laughs> nice. i mean technically yeah i am going out. i'm changing the gears but i'm gonna keep the same <laughs> ratio well that's that's something okay well anyways that yeah, was a nice side <laughs> <laughs> I saw the speed that Jesse went through that obstacle on Instagram or whatever, and I was like, "Oh my god, that is aggressive! That's a that's got to be a six thousand we pound rig." We were all so determined. We wanted just we Jesse wanted bounced it, it pretty bad. hard. <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> watching raw dog. You're two for two in that on spot. Forty. Oh man. I can't believe Raw Dog <laughs> yeah, made it up there. Though. It was it was incredible to watch. <laughs> That's a big truck. That's yeah. a big truck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's awesome though. Hey, yeah. it's good. Uh, so, uh, so you went off roading with us. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. You fell in love, of course. And plus, you wanted to spend time with all of your best friends. Also true. So that yeah, makes sense. I, I couldn't keep and up then, in my lowered cars with uh, you guys on your four by fours, so <laughs> had to eventually. Yeah, good point. Uh, once again, call. I I think it was you, Colin, that sent me the first rooftop tent that I got. The tent. And that thing was. Yeah. Yeah, it was like two hundred bucks or something. So super <laughs> <Yeah>. low. Uh, <laughs> cost of entry on on that and uh i think the first big trip was the alvord and at that point Mm, i i had very little done to share um but yeah after that i mean i was hooked even with how how much extra work this pieced together tent was it was an old Mombasa that the previous owner's previous owner had left part of the ladder in the woods because they drove home when they were drunk, I was told. Um, not safe. Do not condone that. Uh, it, it, there was all sorts of weird stories about this tent, so it was it was a little weird. But it got us into the thing to, you know, get out with you guys and see if that was our thing. And yeah, it's just been a hoot ever since. So been a process of upgrading the rig, be it share going from totally stock to lifted, um, 31s, 33s now on 35s, uh, moving to a different platform running a 2000, Nissan Xterra, five-speed, first-gen, and learning a whole lot about that. Going from 
learning about like leaf spring suspension and coil spring suspension and now torsion bar suspension and how much it sucks and ways <laughs> Torsions to suck. try and, yeah they suck bad and just figuring out <laughs> things that i i never ever had to deal with in like cars and lowering cars and drifting cars and stuff like that so totally different suspension geometry that's involved i had never heard the term like coil buckets like what what even the hell was that <laughs> um <laughs> removing sway bars altogether was is that just a <laughs> terrible coil over or what <laughs> so there's there's a lot of stuff to really learn and yeah. uh i'm still learning stuff from these guys so i i appreciate the kind words that that sean has to say about me knowing a lot but i'm just really good at pretending um <laughs> throw a lot of big words out there and <laughs> anyone will believe you oh yeah mm-hmm. it's great oh <laughs> uh, that's good uh that <laughs> that's true by the way uh th- that's a, a good transition into the other thing we wanted to talk about now that we've gone through the, you know the the start it's the future uh tyson just ran into a little bit of a a little bit of um what's the word i don't want to say heartache or trouble i think it's adversity is the word trouble our fine. most uh, recent camp trip yeah <laughs> well and and some trouble um and he he decided man this xterra somehow is too small for me so i need more i need something big and so naturally as a group anytime someone says something like that we give as much unsolicited advice to each other (laughs) as humanly possible so a lot of suggestions were made and i think that tyson narrowed down all of our suggestions mostly bad but some reasonable into kind of a mid full size suv for his next purchase um or his next build and i think uh Mm -hmm. I wish we could have had like that whole thing as a podcast episode. Somehow, like the <laughs> next time someone's about ready to buy something, we should just we'll just shop it around on the podcast. Just, it can be sh- like sh- a sh- panel sh- discussion. Sh- Hold that thought. Just shh shh shh. It's the one time you have yeah. eight guests yeah. on. We could yeah, like the talking heads around the table scenario. I think that's exactly what we need for mm. for decisions like that. Yeah, we'll call it a royal rumble. It's a royal rumble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just right. gonna have everybody here. Have the chat full of people that are right, just yeah. like, "You should get a Range Rover," <laughs> or just whatever. So yeah, yeah. once so we get the the likes and the follows up to what a thousand, Colin, we'll have a, a special live event. Sure, if Everyone's you want to invited. set it at a thousand, yeah, that's that sounds that sounds semi attainable. <laughs> Right. I want it to be a good goal, but not yeah. unheard of. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Shooting low. I like it. So, yeah. Well, 15 Collectively, we all on, decided. <laughs> we all decided that Tyson's either going to get a Tahoe or a Sequoia. Right. But a ta- the, the, the Tahoe. I don't know what Tyson decided, but is, that's what everybody else decided. The chassis is the, the GMT 800, though. So. Not not one of the early ones. It's and it's yeah. so not yeah, not like Ryan. It, it would be nice if it's already yeah. been LS swapped. 
Yeah. So from that, the factory, that would be in fact. ideal. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like they've been doing it long enough. They kind of know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't trust a hundred percent. It seems because it comes down to, again, my whole thing being buy something maybe a little bit beat up to fix up and you can find, you know, cheap Tahoe's cheap Sequoia's that have dents here and there. Maybe the quarter panel has been kicked in because, you know, your baby daddy was pissed off that you're driving off with his kids. Um, There's always going to be some kind (laughs) of great story with a cheap Tahoe. Uh, the Sequoia, probably not as good a story, but you're going to get the Toyota reliability, which is always good. Similar to, uh, what Aaron was saying in one of the last podcasts is the V8 is not the most powerful, but you're still going to get decent reliability, um, Overhead cam, timing belt, that's all easy-peasy stuff. And parts are readily available. So they're both kind of the same in that they're reliable, uh, easily attainable. I just don't know if I could go with... Because you're always going to save money going with a not Toyota, right? <laughs> on the on the front end, yeah. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but torsion bars really, really yeah. put a bad taste in my mouth. The torsion bars of a Tahoe, and I don't know because I've got share. Share's not going anywhere because I put way too many dents in it. I'm not getting any money <laughs> for this XJ. So that's going to be like the crawler, the hardcore wheel and rig. Maybe the occasional put the tent on it if it's just me and my son going out for, you know, a boys weekend. But as far as a family camping slash overlanding rig, I don't know if I need to build it as seriously as I'd like to. You know, I I want a solid axle swap anything that I get. But (laughs) is that going to be necessary for what I'm going to use it for? Right. So that's, that's the conundrum I'm in. Do, do I get something that is going to ride better right away? The Toyota coil springs all around, or do I get something that I will plan on solid axle swapping, but still be comfortable and large enough and be like, you know, more like the Tahoe. I don't know. Physically, how much do I do, guys? difference what do I do? is there in size? I mean, there's there are coilover conversions for uh, for the Tahoe, and there. I mean, it's not like it's given you anything amazing as far as additional travel or anything like that, from what I could tell. Um, but it is there. But also, from I mean, I haven't looked at it for. A, a while but last time i looked it was almost like the cost of doing that was so similar to just doing a solid axle i i don't know right like why why you'd bother you know so 
Um, I also don't know because I haven't ever looked. Um, but like, there may be uh, aftermarket torsions that could provide a a better ride, a little bit of lift without cranking the arms. Um, that might, you know, uh, uh, assist in in everything there, like it, having it ride, you know, uh, okay enough for the overland stuff, just run lower pressures or something like that. Um, but, like, because, yeah, there might be, like, Old Man Emu torsions, or maybe Iron Man has some, I, maybe, I don't, I don't know, they, I'm not quite sure, I think... Um, there's another company that had torsions and I, but I don't remember what, what the name was now. Um, but I mean, there's, I'm sure that there's ways to figure out like, you know, they both, like you said, they both have their downsides and they both have their upsides. So I think a lot of it's going to be for you is finding coming across one that's in the price range and then just deciding, okay, that's good enough. And I'll just deal with what there is to deal with at that point. I still, I still think you're going to get mm-hmm. bored with the Tahoe though. Cause they're just not attractive. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I come too much from they the, are so like, boring. Yeah, I, I, I come too much from the, like, I the vehicles I have, I want to look at and be like, I like that. I like the way it looks. I like, mm-hmm. if I do something to it, it's it, 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 it makes it look even better, which is great because it already looked good. Where a Tahoe, that the Tahoe just falls completely flat on its face in every sense. Like the interior, the exterior, but... It's got an LS, <laughs> and and everything is so simple and cheap. So it's like, well, shoot. Whereas yeah. the Sequoia, like at least the Sequoia, and I've seen some pretty damn good looking first gen Sequoias, and like I, I absolutely will take the looks of a Sequoia over a Tahoe, like a hundred out of a hundred times. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I saw one I in traffic agree on that, that was on 35s, and that looked, I mean, the 35s look small, which mm-hmm. is a great incentive mm-hmm. well, it's a to big rig. go, you know, 40s, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> that yeah, that looked <laughs> really starting cool. Point. Um, another thing that Colin and I kind of talked about uh, as a joke was the same generation suburban because the suburban mm-hmm. if you go three quarter ton with the option of the you know six liter uh 4l80 transmission that's less to be worried about but back to bland as shit enormous mm-hmm. and I I don't know if I could go from teeny mm-hmm. tiny small SUV to gargantuan battleship. Um, <laughs> Those things are huge. Yeah, you could also Fucking get a, a three quarter. It's rare as hell, but you can get a three quarter ton with a, a eight one and a uh, and like a fourteen bolt rear. I, I but I'd that'd like be a lot. My fuel economy 
way more than I like an 8.1. Yeah. I mean, those things, I think an Abrams tank is better fuel economy. (laughs) I don't think that it, the, uh, the six liter powered 2,500 Suburban is going to get good mileage. So it's just going to be slightly worse than that. I think uh, a six liter with a turbo would get better fuel economy than an (laughs) 8.1. Sure be fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm he'd... I mean I'm open to other options. I just it's gotta be something larger because I still have a few years of you know legally being able to force my son to go camping with us <laughs> and with the two dogs wife kid all the gear and camping supplies to last us you know for the day or two that we're gonna be out before (laughs) we could get to a store to resupply we gotta have more room yeah i took a peek in there at the end of like end of this trip when we were in uh rome and i was like man Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was talking to the dogs and i just look around like wow you guys are real crammed in here aren't you (laughs) oh yeah they're pretty small inside it's tight yeah 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 lucky my son is very low-key and he's just hey bud you doing okay back there yeah doing all right yeah so that's he's grown so much too (laughs) i know he's (laughs) he's a normal he just keeps getting bigger and it's the same the same vehicle (laughs) cars stay the same size (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah what do you know he's well he's, i think those uh, are good options he will continue they're, growing. they're good options i i don't know i don't yeah. know if there's a ton more that are in that like size range there's stuff that's like slightly smaller and then outside of that it's going to be bigger than even you know like we said like the suburban mm-hmm. um but like you kind of run into the same thing of how much bigger is enough. And if you've already set the line Mm -hmm. at Sequoia and Tahoe, there really isn't much, much else because I mean, those are still bigger than like Sean's uh, Land Cruiser or Aaron's Land Cruiser and my Wagoneer. So while those are still fairly decently sized vehicles. I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know what, where exactly your line is. Not that the options I just gave you there are any more affordable because when you say land cruiser, it's, you know, tripling prices. right Yeah. There, but. There's an immediate tax on land cruisers and, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, four door, crew cab pickups are also a thing uh, a frontier yeah. has been mm-hmm. an option that i have looked out for just because the then the cab is you know people space and then yeah. you've got the truck bed and that is a gargantuan improvement right there um, we will have to make sure that you know road snacks yeah. are a thing not a good spot um, <laughs> yeah they can't be on just the don't roof. put them on you your roof like jesse every time yeah i can't <laughs> Can't put them on the roof. Can't put them in the in the back. Um, Got to be accessible. Um, and 
yeah, but you know, truck tax also. You can yeah. add ten thousand yeah. dollars onto what a cheap Sequoia or even in bad medium condition mm-hmm. a truck is gonna go for at least five thousand more what these other rigs are. Yep. SUVs is, are far cheaper. Yeah. That so doesn't make any sense. One of the other <laughs> ideas relating back to um the suburban, because I I Google or Craigslist look for the Tahoe Suburban and then I looked up a Yukon and then there's a Yukon XL and I brought up, well, let's just chop the Yukon XL into a truck and it would be the Yukon. <laughs> oh my God. But that would still look like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it a, home, a homemade avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they make that tyson it's called an avalanche yeah yeah hey it mom has a can we have an floor. avalanche we have an avalanche at home this is the avalanche at home <laughs> oh they're they're bad but you can also get that in a three-quarter right, ton with an 8.1 so hmm. <laughs> or yeah, trailer i am I and said the word point one I'll I'll be. No I know. I heard. I heard that now. Point one. Yeah. Mm. No bueno. Anti-trailer. Anti yep. big. We've got big a t-shirt. LS. Uh, we've got a t-shirt for it. Don't worry. You know. <laughs> Unnecessary. So everyone head over to the. Store, it's on the website. Get the merch. You got a Subaru it's on there. Oh my god. Man, many sizes, many colors. Colin will literally like just flip a rig when he sees a, a Subaru token. Email secret RSVP at gmail.com. Hmm. For any additional info. Yeah. While you're at it, go ahead and enter any contests you may see with that same email address. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, very much appreciated. Lists. Yeah, all that. Just use that as your <laughs> fill in. All all of them. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to give out your mm-hmm. email for stuff? Just use need that an emergency, one. You need an emergency contact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, too. He won't know who you are, yep. but he yep. will excitedly come to your aid. He 100% will Absolutely. help you. Absolutely. And you'll be lucky for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> what? Well, Can confirm. Well... That's uh, that's going to be an interesting journey to watch unfold. I think. Uh, you think yeah. by next camp season, you think that's that'll be done? Honestly, I don't think so because of the damage I've incurred on share. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yes, I, that's I a, think that's I put a bit of a, a little behind <laughs> because need to there find another a, van or two to priority. Flip. <laughs> yeah if anyone has any 200 dollar vans let me know at secret rsvp.com or at gmail.com um and then let me know if you know someone else who wants to buy that van for more than 200 dollars. yeah thank you the more the better <laughs> well, i'm going for quantity at this point <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You passed up it, on a two hundred dollar explorer to, or expedition today, didn't you? What? Um, pass up? Yes. Ford? <laughs> also yes. <laughs> I, which means it's hmm. a hard no. 
Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Ford people. What, what was wrong with it? Other than the circled problem. <laughs> uh, intake manifold needed to be replaced because the, the crossover pipe was leaking and because Ford decided to put those on uh, with fasteners upside down and the bolts always break and the manifold always breaks when you try to change just the crossover. So oh, nice. it, it needs a lot of work, needs a lot of work. Got it. Got it. Loud and clear. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, you'll find another one. You'll find something. Ooh. Someday. Someday. Maybe you'll find a $200 Sequoia. But yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Man. Or I'm a $200 Yukon that XL. I'm... <laughs> or just a regular Tahoe. I mean, Yukon, just... <laughs> here we come. <laughs> you can have a Yukon. I get a $200 Yukon XL. That is going to be a Ute. <laughs> I know a guy with a Sawzall. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's got that fancy military grade one. Yeah. A sawzall right. and poor decision making. <laughs> <laughs>